The strengths of Cosmos, I think, come down to you can get some incredible scale, incredible performance, easy replication. Uh, you can replicate the data between different regions uh, with a click of a mouse. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Development Best Practices Podcast, brought to you by ILM Professional Services. I'm Jason Erdahl, your podcast host. And today, Mike Bankovich, Microsoft Azure MVP and Azure Cloud Engineer, joins us on the podcast to talk about Azure Cosmos DB. In this episode, we talk through the basics of Cosmos DB, what it is and why it's not just NoSQL. Then Mike goes a bit deeper into when to use NoSQL versus a relational database, then when not to use Cosmos DB. We'll conclude with some Cosmos DB success and horror stories, and a bit about Azure storage tables. So without further ado, let's bring in Mike. Mike Bankovich, Microsoft Azure MVP and Azure Cloud Engineer. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Doing good, Jason. How about yourself? Oh, you know, doing well, doing well. Fresh off of vacation. So I got to spend some time in in uh, the Twin Cities Western Suburbs, which I will admit has not been a, a place that I've I've been to very frequently, but was able to spend some time in Hutchinson and Waconia, a little bit of time in Watertown. Um, so some pretty cool, pretty cool spots out there, I will admit. So sounds like, yeah, so sounds like a good time. Was there an event going on or was it uh, you a know, race that you were running? There, there wasn't. This is a moment when uh, my son is home from college and can watch the kid, watch the uh, the kids, watch the dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so my wife and I can escape for three day weekends without extra kennel cost and uh, dog uh, sadness. Um, so we can escape, and we uh, we spent a little time in Jordan uh, where they're where they're filming a movie, and that was kind of fun. And then we spent three days just. Wanted to experiment in the western suburbs, so haven't been out there, and it's you know learning new restaurants that sort of thing is always fun, always fun. So you have to share what you learned sometime because yes, go out yes, there and explore yes. it myself. Oh, beautiful, beautiful! Away from the city lights, lots of stars, so it's good stuff. Well, Mike, I warned you I would ask you this question, which I always ask guests, which is a. Um, a best practice in something other than development. So a best practice when you're making sourdough bread is coming down to the proofing because you're supposed to let it rise and it takes, you know, the better part of a day. And if you try to push it along by putting it into a slightly warm space, like say an oven that's been turned up to maybe 150 degrees or 108, you know, just something in there that it can overproof and go too far and then you lose it. And then you end up with a hard hockey puck instead of useful (laughs) bread. So don't overproof. And the same goes for technology. Don't overproof. Don't, you know, you gotta, you gotta wait till the timing is right. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, that was a great, great tie back to technology. I like that. That's very good. I thought you were going to tie it over to parenting. So no proof. Oh, no over overproof in the kids. So you know that you can't can't speed up the development. So oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. So, well, today, though, we are here to talk all about sourdough bread. No, we're here to talk about Azure Cosmos DB. Um, and uh, I suppose there might be a person or two listening that haven't haven't come across Cosmos DB before. Um, so let's start there. Let's start with the basics. What is uh, Azure Cosmos DB? That's a good question. And when people are looking at the data storage for different things, there's a lot of different uh, options that are in Azure, and you could go down a relational database like SQL if you're using SQL Server on-premises. But sometimes that is just overkill. Sometimes you need something that is j closer to just the raw performance. And in order to get something like that, Microsoft has offered a document database type of a solution that they have branded as Cosmos, and it is an right. alternative to relational. And it's uh, some people call it NoSQL, which is sort of a misnomer because it's not only SQL. It's got other kinds of APIs that you can go out and connect with. Uh, things like Mongo database, if you're using Mongo in other places, you can use the Mongo API. You can use uh, Gremlin. You can use Cassandra. You can use just table storage. And each of those different APIs allow you to interact with the data and have the uh, availability and performance, and it's a provision performance kind of a model, which is a little bit different than relational. Right. That makes right. sense? It does. Do I want to get the word right? So I, I've been saying NoSQL nonstop when describing this. What is a better word to use as I quickly go and edit all the questions that I have in my document? <laughs> <laughs> what's a better, what, what's a better ways to phrase that? I think uh, NoSQL is is a phrase that is pretty common in the industry, and it okay. carries the meaning. Um, but when I was looking it up, it was like, you know, it's not only SQL. It's, it's a way right. of working with data. And I think of uh, technologies like this as being something that is, uh, you know, you're getting the relational engine out of the way, and you're working more with the, the, the storage system. Got it. Got it. So... Is that is that the big thing about using a relational database versus NoSQL? Is it just about getting the relational engine out of the way? Is it about scale, the domain model, something else? So what it when do I use NoSQL versus a relational database? So a relational database is very useful when you look at uh, kind of the evolution of, of having uh, data model driven kinds of um, applications. For instance, when you have naming and relational integrity, where where I say relational integrity, I assume what everyone everyone knows what that means. But in brief, it means that if I have a order detail, there must be an order header that is related to it. And every order is going to be related to a customer. And so you can put in relational rules saying that you can't create an order without a customer record. And there's an ordering that things have to happen and that... Uh, there are data types that you would have to enforce, like a date or an integer or other uh, complex types that you can do in a relational engine. And those are real common types of scenarios. There's also normalization that you do in a relational model to kind of drive where your data is going to live. When I talked about Cosmos, it has its 
its grounding in more of a document-centered uh, storage model, which means that I store whatever is related to that particular document or information into a document. So a uh, NoSQL example would be to create the order header and the order details all in one document. And if I make a change, then I would update that. And I would have a trigger maybe to update the customer record with information about that particular order. But it's driven more by the application. And uh, one of the things that goes away is your uh, data types, your relational integrity. A lot of that now comes back to the developer to own uh, the responsibility of making that true. So beyond the need for that relational integrity you mentioned, are there other cases where we wouldn't want to use Cosmos DB? I think that Cosmos is a good fit if you understand how you're going to be working with the data in the future and you have a, a good understanding of the types of systems you're going to build. The challenge is that changing your mind later on, like on what you're indexing, <laughs> uh, can be expensive and it can be difficult, if not uh, you know, costly. And a lot of times you use the Cosmos or the NoSQL type storage to collect a lot of data. And you might have a hybrid model that gives you more of a data warehouse and analytics kind of a dive into the same data, but then references out to where that Cosmos data might be. Yeah. All right, cool. So um, you've been using Cosmos DB for how many years now? Care uh, to count? For, you know, four, five, six years. Huh? Awesome. Yeah. Um, what are some of the successes you've seen over like Azure SQL instance or something like that? What are some, some cool success stories? So some of the things would be in working with burst type data where you're streaming information from IOT devices, uh, working with a, like a fleet management company might have devices that uh, send data back and then might burst you know, collect, you know, the three minutes you know, before and after a given scenario and being able to store that and then be able to come back to get to it later on. Um, the strengths of Cosmos, I think, come down to you can get some incredible scale, incredible performance, easy replication. Uh, you can replicate the data between different regions uh, with a click of a mouse. It's a very powerful a uh, way to go out and do that. And you're paying for what you're using. And it's, you know, that's one of the things that's different between nice. that and SQL. Nice, nice. Pay by the drink. Um, okay, let me flip it around. Any funny horror stories? Gather around the campfire, <laughs> ladies and gents. Let's hear some horror stories. And th there better be a hook involved. Um, so no, any horror stories mm -hmm. in Cosmos TV? I think the the horror story is the same as if you don't understand your data and then you change your mind after the fact. That <laughs> right. Coming back and, you know, it's, it's like a hotel reservation model is the one I usually use. And it's great if I am writing the application for the customer, but maybe it's for the hotel, the operator, and they have a different view of the information. And, you know, you've gone through and collected all of this stuff and then you're trying to change it around and realize that, the, the records have evolved, that the data types are different, that your sources are different. Some people call it a large room. Some call them, you know, the grand suite or whatever. And you end up with lots of challenges with data integrity and consistency. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
All right. No hook there. Um, yeah. it's fine. Still scary. Still scary <laughs> though. Um, so, uh, um, how about an Azure storage account table? When would I use Cosmos DB versus an Azure storage account table? So tables in Azure storage are a great way for cheap, fast storage. That is a single, uh, key, uh, right. data, key record, key value pair where I want to go out and, and throw out a lot of data. And storage works great when it's a single location that I'm capturing the data. But when I want to go beyond that, when I want to have indexing across more than just the uh, partition key, row key, then you're now looking at things where it's uh, by default, uh, Cosmos will index on every field you put into the database. And if you need that and you need to be able to go out and do those queries, then you can use uh, Cosmos for that. That's one of the performance tuning things to be aware of is when you're using Cosmos is that there are index options. So I can specify don't index except on these particular columns. And that's one of the ways you can get a little bit better performance, a little bit uh, less cost by not having quite as much data in those indexes. but uh, if I'm going to be doing uh, duplicating the data across the using the replication, or I need to have a consistency between how I'm capturing that data, that would be when I would say that Cosmos is, uh, is the better option. That was a good discussion with Mike, which is no surprise to anyone who spent time with him. A frequent speaker including at the TwinCities.net user group and the Minnesota Developers Conference, Mike is always willing to work with others to drive understanding and implementation of Azure technologies. Please be sure to listen in a few weeks to part two of our Cosmos DB discussion with Mike, where we'll talk about our use, performance optimization, and Cosmos DB serverless. The Development Best Practices podcast is brought to you by ILM Professional Services. Do you have a relational database and want to look into the advantages of moving to Cosmos DB? Or maybe you already have Cosmos DB and need to figure out how to optimize it. In either case, ILM can help. Please visit ilmservice.com today to get some help. If you have any feedback on this episode or have a topic you'd like us to discuss, please email us at podcast at ilmservice.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.